This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Umar Abdouri on Pulse 95. Welcome to the Halftime Show. I am your host, Omar Abdouri, covering everything sport, international and local. Coming up on the show, what's taking the UAE by storm in the health and fitness world, the fad diets, the impact social media has, and all the latest headlines from the Cricket Rugby World Cup and the CrossFit Games, only here on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. I am your guest, Omar. Actually, I'm not your guest, but my guest is Grant Goes. I'm Omar Duri, your host, covering everything sport, international and local. On today's show, I'm delighted to have a legit, and I say legit, sports and fitness professional who's been in the industry for 21 years. He's competed, and may I also add, some of the, been involved in some of the toughest fitness competitions and is now working on a project that promotes getting the UAE fit. Grant Goes, welcome to the show. Hey, mate, that's quite an introduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> How'd you follow that, Grant Goes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're also making me feel a little bit older and maybe hopefully a little bit wiser as well. Listen, if they see you, which is on Instagram Live, they will know that you definitely, definitely didn't do pull it off quite well. But Grant, I want to I wanna touch on something. You've been in the UAE for some time now and watched the rise of health and fitness. How much have we evolved here and, and how far away are we? I think it's fantastic actually I've been here like nine years now and it really has been extraordinary to see the differences the changes from literally I think nine years is very small mm-hmm. um, when I first came here you know you knew every like I mean everyone in the industry you knew every single right. owner every single manager every education provider you knew them all and then yeah. and even now um, it has expanded and of course evolution grows especially in the last two to three years it's developed and you see more courses available more facilities uh, coming up so you see new boutique studios you see new commercial chains um, you see international brands coming into the market from overseas yeah. and it's just every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and to a point where you're nearly hearing every single week about a new club facility or training method that's come into the UAE the region and it's unreal it's crazy and it's fantastic for people as well right right and you know as you said so much has changed so much is going on but social media has been very powerful in how we perceive things especially in the modern fitness industry now and I say modern because a lot's changed since then but you were there before the all that came on board so you've seen the way you're talking about my age (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about your experience and your expertise yeah um what are the pros and cons of social media when it comes to the fitness industry? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely big pros where people have better accessibility to more education and knowledge. Um, they can understand movements better because there's so many, like, example, applications out there that have all these different exercises on the applications yeah. and they have very good learnings. They have a video presentation, they have audio presentation as well. It's backed up with a chat or um, talk. Mm-hmm. that goes on yeah. and then you've got websites that have daily if um, 
online education where you can actually talk directly with someone right. live. You can follow them live. So there's online personal training, for example, right. and you're someone sitting there with their phone, and they might be on the other side of the world, but they're still training yeah. someone live. So even if I'm in my house, my home, I can do my exercise on the floor. I can ask my trainer on my phone, am I doing this correctly? They can see me, and right. that's how far advanced the technology has gone Amazing. today. Yeah. Amazing. And in terms of like, what's your opinion in terms of like, let's say, correction of technique and uh, and spotting someone from the techno- technology side to actually doing the personal training through a device? See, well, this is where the con comes in for me. Right. Because technology is fantastic to start, I think, a base and a learning. But when you want to get specific, and that's why, for me, personal training will always be there. The personal touch, the interaction with somebody who's there. Yeah. And, you know, to have someone live with you to be able to, not necessarily, it's not about touching, but it's definitely about giving better guidance visually there. Yeah. You can see something that's live. You know, the technology, camera angles may be off. Right. You know, right. Then it's not quite seeing the same picture yeah. as someone is live. But when you're there, you see the whole picture. Um, so that's where probably technology... I would say he's never going to get there, but it isn't up or caught up to that moment. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you again, with technology, you said devices. You talked about the, the online personal training. To what extent do we kind of strip that away and say old school kind of beats new school? Well, I'm old school, so I, <laughs> I'm going to go old school rocks all the time. Yeah, uh, it, it does. I mean, at the end of the day, when you get personal training, it's about a personal service and People love to be able to talk. I mean, people love to be social to start with. Right. So when you talk about personal training, people love to be social with their trainers. Yeah. And chatting about whether it be about fitness or whether it be about something away from fitness. So mm. old school is forever, if you ask me. Yeah. It's always, that's why it's always going to be there because people want to talk to someone who's real. They want to interact with someone because, you know, if you're with your family or um, with your kids yeah. out there, then you want to break away from that to have a balanced lifestyle. So you've got family time, you've got work time, and you've got your uh, social time, your mm-hmm. interactive time as well. So definitely when it comes to fitness, it's a big, big market. It's only getting bigger and bigger. There's more awareness because uh, technology and social right. media, there's only more awareness of how fitness um, is so good good for you the mind and the body and the soul mm-hmm. and it's for me it's only going to grow and grow and grow and grow yeah see and, and talking about growth you know Sharjah has developed immensely and personally having been adopted to this emirate now yeah. you know as a host here yeah. I feel there's so much to offer in your opinion what needs to be done to further spread awareness on it well, already, like as far as we were talking about before, evolution uh, here in Sharjah is definitely growing mm-hmm. already. I mean, you see that with the amount of events that go on, the amount of boxes that's come up, mm-hmm. the amount mm-hmm. of trainers in the region as well. So it's evolving, it's developing. To, to further that, um, I think it's just more of a continuation of what's happening. Uh, more people taking the step outside the box or taking that little risk to put on their, um, put on their own event or their own boot camp or to either as a trainer who's someone based here in Sharjah to be able to step out and go not necessarily just UAE but also globally go abroad go to the UK go to Asia go to America Um, there's so many conventions and so many opportunities to learn and develop your own education grab it and then come back to Sharjah and share that knowledge I mean everything's evolving every day I mean as you know in fitness it changes and evolves and there's new theories and um, concepts that come out so you know you should want to really develop yourself in your career with health and fitness then go out there go abroad and immerse yourself in those developments that are coming then bring it back and and share it with the people absolutely and education is key you know and and sport does that to you as well so sport unit unites people and brings people together to compete to just have fun to just get fit to just get healthy 
yesterday, I'll tell you a little story. Yesterday, uh, a friend of ours, uh, Nasser, who organizes, you know, he doesn't get paid for it, he just organizes a friendly game for everyone. All these guys came together yesterday just to say goodbye to him because he goes to Australia. Oh, well. He flies out to Australia for four years. And uh, just seeing all the guys from different backgrounds, different nationalities, just mm. get together just to be able to say thank you to him. Some people showed up that didn't even play. Mm. Uh, that's the power that sports has in a healthy way to oh, kind of bring people together and shout out to Nasser hope you have a safe flight and have a great time in Australia and we will be waiting for you here to have another kickabout with football coming up next much more with Grant Goes stay tuned this is Pulse 95 you're listening to the Halftime Show podcast Halftime Show Welcome back to the Halftime Show and sitting in with me on the Halftime Show today, Grant Goes. Thank you so much for being here, bro. Cool, man. Cheers. Absolute pleasure. Now, Grant, we have some outrageous things happening in the uh, fitness world. We call them trends. We call them fads. You must hear a lot about it all the time. Um, we're going to share that with our halftimers today on, on, on the show. I'm going to throw a couple of things your way and I want you just to let me know what your intake on it is because, you know, it's not every day we have an expert like you on, on the show. So with that, Grant, um, the four hours, 19 minutes and 55 seconds for the longest plank that you mentioned to me the other day. Totally, 100%. This one, this one blew my mind because um, there's actually someone's actually done it longer. There's someone who's right. done it So what, is, it, what is the plank for those people that are just... You're right, let's go back <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that way. Um, so a plank is actually, there was, you see it, uh, you're on your, uh, you're laying face down on the ground and the only things touching the ground are your toes and your forearms. So your thighs, your knees, your hips, your belly, um, your chest are all off the ground and you are, as the name of the exercise suggests, you're in a plank position. So right. There you go, that's the first part of the, the plank. But so this lady she held their plank for four hours <laughs> 20 minutes pretty much it's like oh my goodness right so for those that are listening and you haven't done a plank before try doing a minute see how your body feels and this lady has done four hours 19 minutes and yeah. 55 seconds it's just absolutely insane i mean when i give like a beginner client exactly what you said yeah um they sometimes like last 10, 15 seconds. Right, right. Um, I try and get someone to just get up to the, their first minute in a plank position. Mm -hmm. uh, just, yeah, <laughs> it's quite a difficult thing to do. Right. Looks easy, but yeah, very difficult indeed. Right, right. And that obviously focuses on the core. But with, um, you must have heard a lot of like funny, outrageous stories in, in your time regarding what to take, what to do, what's going to oh, help you. So fix. many. What, can, have you got one that comes to mind now? Oh, there's, there's, there's a lot of them. I mean, I think today, right now at the moment, there is two things that are happening. A lot of people are going vegan. Right. A lot of people, they're all jumping on this bandwagon, going vegan, vegan, vegan. And uh, which pretty much means they cut out all their, their meat. They cut out fish. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of vegetables, obviously. You can tell by the name. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing they jump on. And the other side of it is uh, keto or keto. Keto, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you pronounce it, a lot of people in different countries. Right. And I've got New Zealand accent going on, so <laughs> it's different as well. But uh, that seems to be something that people are trying as well. And I think it's like all fads start off. One person talks about it, the next person, the next person, the next person. They just start trying it for what, for whatever reason. Right. And it's... 
in this world of fitness as we're trying to evolve, grow and develop and, and especially learn right. that uh, yeah, people hear about something and they want to try it. And I'll be admitted my straight away myself is I'm exactly the same thing. Now, right. I haven't tried uh, have you keto. Tried keto. Have you tried uh, being vegan? I've done vegan. I don't uh-huh. mind that at all. I did find the hardest thing for me was, depending on the location, so where I was, right. it was I, and I mean, I didn't have accessibility to just vegan meals. I mean, it's, yeah. and it's not just about, as people might think, just eating vegetables. Right. You know, there's other things out there. That what do you exclude later. from that that you wouldn't normally do when you're being vegan? Takeaways to start with. Takeaways. <laughs> Takeaways to start with. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's a difference. So if you talk about normal eating, a lot of people say when they go vegetarian is they cut out meat. Now, yeah. s- some uh, vegetarians, they have fish. Right. Um, it depends on the person, of course. Uh-huh. But vegans, they don't have fish. So they have any live animals uh, in their diet, right. daily eating. Um, being a male and a very active male, yeah. I definitely find it easier. And that's what the biggest thing was for me is that I find it easier to have fish because of the protein side of things, right. so muscle recovery. Um, with vegan, I did struggle to find protein sources in certain areas. Right. Um, I was in Holland about 10 years ago and I found it very easy. There's, a, there's ample op- options available in the supermarkets, um, in dairies or 24-7s, what, Correct. what you called them. Um, but here I find that I had to have a very select amount of well, food. I had my list of maybe about 50, 60 different options and then that was it. You know? Yeah. And that's that may sound like a lot of options, but really when you're eating every day four or five times a day, uh, 50 options. Is really and you mentioned, you mentioned recovery, but do you feel any difference in energy levels uh, when you when you when you tried being vegan uh, or let's say, for example, the way you slept or the way you performed? How, how was that? Uh, absolutely. Actually, I did. Um, I, again, I I try everything. I'm not I'm closed minded. I'm very open minded to different things. And when it came to the me trying. I was on there for about two months. Right. And I found that I did sleep better. I found okay. that I was consistently not necessarily more energetic, but I had I didn't have that mid afternoon lull that a lot of people probably experience that whole day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I wasn't I wasn't crashing around two, three o'clock in the afternoon. I was still consistently alert, aware, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, focused, yeah. if I could say, um, throughout the entire day until I went to sleep. Yeah, because and Novak Djokovic was suffering from a lot of different setbacks when it was his time to compete. And he attributes his success in his recent uh, times at Wimbledon mm-hmm. and, and all, all that to yeah. being vegan. 100%. You know, and that's someone who's playing five-hour matches. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can, totally, I can totally relate to him yeah. uh, and what he's saying and, and how it has helped him. I mean, it's definitely... I even admit I had a um, problem with my Achilles. So I had Achilles tendonitis. Uh, and during that time when I was trying to go and buy a vegan diet, yeah. that I found that the pain subdued, uh, especially in the mornings. Mm-hmm. I found that um, like some mornings I found waking up, I was hobbling from the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. But when I was on the vegan side of things, um, you definitely, I actually, I felt that I was waking up, I could walk properly right right and so definitely i can i don't know the very in-depth side of it but definitely Uh i can see the benefits of it okay all right i'm going to shoot a few things your way and Mm -hmm. i want you to let me know what you think of them in let's say a sentence right okay okay sports drinks uh too many sugars too many sugars like that if you were starting your journey what would be the one thing you would cut out cut out Mm -hmm. excuses love that (laughs) okay okay and if you could add one thing in nutrition that would kickstart your goals what would that be uh, m- m- more water. More water. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, apple cider vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, but yes. Oh okay. MCT oil. 
I'm actually an advocate of it, yes. Nice, okay. Uh, probiotics. Mm, I, again, I, I see the good side of it, but I didn't really like the taste. Right, okay. Uh, juicing. Yeah, I've done a few juices, and I would recommend people try it to understand it. Okay, okay. And um, aloe vera, last one before we wrap up for the break. Aloe vera, uh, I think it's fantastic. It's got other benefits as well. I think it's, don't be over um, overzealous and do too much with aloe vera, but there's definitely some good health benefits to it as well. Awesome, guys. Everyone tuned in. Thank you for uh, tuning on Instagram Live. Text us on 4215. It's allowed to do if you have any questions for Grant today. Coming up next, a round of what's happening in the cricket, following the World Cup hype, the Ashes, getting set for the Rugby World Cup and the CrossFit Games just around the corner, only here on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you've missed our show today, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud under the Halftime Show, Omar Alduri. Grant, talk to me. What's the latest in the world of cricket following that manic finish to the World Cup? Oh, man, what, what a finish, eh? I mean, I'm, I'm a New Zealander and obviously I was on the wrong side of it. And the first question I always ask is like, how do you not get the World Cup when you didn't even lose? Right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway let's not let's not go there. We have to move on from it. We are, we are moving on for sure. Um, the good news is New Zealand's back in action again um, against Sri Lanka. Very shortly, in fact, they have got a first test and that starts on the 14th of August. Right. Um, so again, I think the the team after that uh, unfortunate loss for them, they're now just refocused on and moving forward, and it's probably the best way for them. Um, really exciting, actually, because uh, the world champions, England, of course. Congratulations to the English for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> what a great way to, for them to happen. <laughs> Big round of applause. That's <laughs> um, straight back into it. I mean, they had a really... They've now got to switch from a one-day international mode into test mode, and they actually played against Ireland uh, not so long ago. Yeah. And that was a very interesting game because uh, in the first innings, England were actually bowled out for 85. Right. Uh, and then it was like everyone's like, "Oh my goodness, what's going on?" It's uh, the world champions. Are they still in celebrate celebratory mode? You think? Uh, maybe <laughs> it could be it. I mean, and Ireland nearly looked to, took the, to pounce and take the opportunities. Right. Uh, but English, they're very strong, and of course, they came back. Um, they Build a good total in the second innings, and mm-hmm. then in the when the Ireland went to bat in the second innings, they were bowled out. I believe it was thirty-eight, okay, which okay. happens to be a, another a shocker, mo- another shocker for yeah. a team. Yeah, hundred um, percent. There's a bit of history in that. That last time there's such a low score was nineteen fifty-five, and right. England actually bowled out New Zealand for twenty-six. Crazy. So uh, yeah, that was a bit of a thing. But um, no, probably more locally for the UAE and cricket. We're staying with cricket. T20 is a big one. Yes. There's lots of qualifiers going on around the world. The, yeah. That World Cup coming up. Um, the UAE, they're in action. Uh, right. Against, yeah, there we go. Our local heroes. Uh, and they're playing the Netherlands. Yeah, 100%. They're playing the Netherlands in the Netherlands. Uh-huh. Um, and that's actually on Saturday. This Saturday, it's the 3rd of August, and that starts at 6 p.m. That's and that's f- big for the UAE. That's huge. That's Massive. fantastic. The community, even in Sharjah, you know, we see around like just people playing during the day, mm-hmm. people playing cricket. If in this heat anywhere any surface they, yeah. they, it's absolute passion absolute love and it's so good to to grow the game and for these guys the international team to be seen on the international stage yeah. uh, to perform for their fans it's fantastic and what and what's your take any any favorites or standouts for the for the upcoming uh, ashes 
The issue is, okay, that's the big one. So that's obviously, it's probably the biggest when you consider cricket. Correct. Uh, two teams, Australia versus England. Yeah. This time it's in England. Right. Um, there's big ones behind that because I think it's only once. I think it was 2015. Uh, sorry, it wasn't 2015. It was 2010, 2011. Bar that, uh, for the last, I believe, 18 years, it's always been the home team who's won, gone on to win the um, the Ashes. Right. Uh, it was, in fact, it was... Over my notes here, uh, 2015, Australia just lost on English soil right. uh, in a series where it was decided out of five. Correct. And England went on to win 3-2. So very close. Australia took the opportunity there. So it's going to be interesting to see, one like you were saying before, can England step away from the one-day mode and get into test mode? Because it is very different, mm-hmm. two different formats of the game. Absolutely. And you also, like, when you do win a competition or a major tournament, you kind of want to enjoy it and savor the moment. But when you lose something, you want to get straight back into it and kind of revive that kind of yep. uh, that feeling of, of losing or just missing out. Yeah, and we've got, now we've got two teams. I mean, Australia, very dominant. They won the last two, maybe three yes. uh, one-day international uh, cups. They got knocked out, didn't make it to the final. And now they want to... See, rebuild their team in a different format. Now, right. the English are opposite end of the scale. Yes, you know? so exactly. That's, that's where it's going to be. It's a different mindset and psychology coming into it. 100%. And during the, the, the one day, I mean, England looked very strong. Yeah. They were at a good batting lineup, a great bowling lineup, and they were dominating. And so that's why it's now all of a sudden very interesting when they've played Ireland and they struggled with the bat um, in that first innings there. So. Right. For me, it's thrown it two ways. I mean, who's going to show up in this right. first test? And it starts tomorrow, which is fantastic. Quite That's exciting. Big. Yeah. Big. Um, and no room for complacency either. Absolutely not. No, there's yeah. no room whatsoever. And I think from an English point of view, it's, it is to try and... I think it's probably actually it's harder to put to the side of your mind the, the fact of winning. I mean, you're still excited, you're elated about this win. And to, to, like for, uh, for, sorry, for New Zealand, it's so much simpler. It was disappointing. Okay, I've got to shut it off. I've got to move on, right? Yeah. Or same for Australia, sorry, in this case. Uh, but for England, it's still so very exciting. And, it's, you know, it's hard to put that win to the side right. now and then try and right. focus and just, and just focus of the world you're celebrating exactly yeah. so I think it's going to be very very interesting I do see the English taking out these ashes um, quite convincingly I, mm-hmm. I do see a lopsided ashes in this one considering the current forms of, of the teams um, for the ashes series I hope I hope that's not the case I hope it is close I always love a close competition and hey the Aussies they're our neighbours so I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to support <laughs> the, the Aussies in this one yeah. and speaking of that now we're going to cross over to another sport seeing that I've got you here in the studio I know you, you dive into many sports I know you you play football, I know you do rugby, I know you do uh, cricket, tennis, you, you name it. But mm. with rugby, now the Rugby World Cup is always a festive time, like any sports. Like people enjoy just the day as much as the tournament from all all walks of life, okay? But like any sport, when the world zones in, what can we expect from the Rugby World Cup? Oh, man, you just, you've hit the heartbeat. I mean, before, <laughs> to start with, uh, rugby in New Zealand is like the top of everything and it's, it's, I've got this ma- if you could see me right now I've got this massive grin on my face um, it's a big smile here to ear <laughs> yes it is the 20th of September it's starting it's in Japan the first game is Japan versus Russia um, and it's such an exciting event to come up I think I'm more excited about this Rugby World Cup than I have been past ones because of what's online. I mean, New Zealand's won the past two Rugby World Cups, 2011, 2015. Now it's 2019. No one's one's ever done the double, let alone the treble. treble. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So it's it's huge history for New Zealand. And 
I think it's even more exciting because there's so many teams that can win this one. I mean, there's probably two, three that are always on form going into the Rugby World Cup. Right. Now you look at it, New Zealand, South Africa, Australia's always picks themselves up during the World Cup time. Mm-hmm. Um, Wales, um, Ireland, England, all looking strong and right. making absolute force. And there's always that upset. There's always that yes. team's going to come through in the World Cup and yes. someone's going to do something somewhere. Yeah. Um, Fiji's looking very uh, strong to maybe cause an upset somewhere on the, on the board. Right. Um, you can never um, Scotland's always in there as well right. France is in there you know and that's what makes it such an interesting uh, Rugby World Cup I mean the pools themselves uh, they're so tight they're so tight and then and you can't you, what's good about sport and what's why I love about sport is that when it's predictable I think like a lot of people have the same mentality as they right. kind of it's predictable it's easy you know he's going to win and they don't pay attention but now it's unpredictable. Correct. So there's that whole, oh, who is going to win? What's going to happen right yeah. now? And this is what makes this Rugby World Cup. It's somewhere different. I mean, Japan, first time they're hosting it as well. They're not a strong rugby nation, but they have got a very strong, well, they're building a strong competition right. in the, for the Asian nations, yeah. which is fantastic. And it's great for the rugby in Japan as well. You can um, imagine them hosting an amazing tournament. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be phenomenal. After the Olympics, I mean, man, yeah. it's going like that. So no, really, I'm really looking forward to this. It's September 20th. There's a lot of pre-games happening, and that's really exciting about rugby as well. Um, you got the English versus Wales and Ireland happening over the next few weeks. Right. Um, I believe it's the 10th and 17th. Of mm-hmm. August, of August, yeah. Uh, Northern Hemisphere teams are playing, which is great to see where they're at. I mean, the Six Nations was such a long time ago now. What well, yeah. feels like such a long time ago now. Um, obviously, Wales winning the Grand Slam was fantastic. Mm-hmm. England were on and off during that tournament. Ireland uh, slow started, but then came back. Yeah. Um, Scotland threw in a few punches there and here, so mm-hmm. that was fantastic as well. Uh, so yeah, it really builds up for a. Uh, Exciting, exciting, exciting. <laughs> you should see him in the studio. <laughs> Coming up next, more on the CrossFit Games, something that will take the UAE by storm as Grant reveals what's coming up in September that will promote getting fit, being the best version of yourself, and a chance at winning 10,000 US dollars. Only here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Is the halftime show with Omar Adouri? Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome back to the halftime show. Now, before the break, I told you halftimers. I mentioned, imagine winning ten thousand US dollars by being the best version of yourself. Grant, talk to me about this competition. Okay, uh, it's, it's very exciting, and, and it's something that. Was to incorporate the idea behind it was to simply incorporate a better and bigger community here within the UAE. Um, initially, it's about just getting people to make, as I said, a better version of themselves, to better transform themselves towards their own goals. Um, very commonly, most people go like they want to lose weight or they want to gain muscle or they want to improve their fitness. And those right. are the three main goals. And so, this challenge was aimed at. The right timing saying, okay, look, September, everyone's got their mindset, oh, the festive season, the end of the year is coming up, so they want to, the, the cooler weather here in the UAE is coming up, so they want to lose a bit of extra weight, they want to do one of those three things. So I was like, well, it's very cool that there's so many companies out here and with the evolution of fitness, they're running their trainings, they're doing um, eight-week boot camps, they're right. doing uh, four-week programs, six-week programs, 12-week programs, and I thought it'd be very, very cool to simply have everyone working together or at least uh, find a way to 
combine all that. Mm-hmm. And so the challenge is exactly that. So it's an eight-week challenge. Uh, you can do it with your trainer. You can do it at your gym. Very, very simple. Uh, so you register for $20. Um, you go online, www.findfitpeople.com forward slash challenge. You registered there. And from September the 1st, so you've got eight weeks to make a transformation. Again, you might increase the muscles. You might lose fat. You might increase your fitness. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, we're going to have a vote. So who makes the top 500? And a very cool, exciting way was we did this because we want to be inclusive. We didn't want to have just the peak of the mountain. Right. We want to be, have everyone better opportunities. Mm-hmm. So we've got to make it into the top 500 right. transformations after this eight weeks. And you go to a prize draw. So that top 500 will be a prize draw. And that's how you win the $10,000. Okay. Very simply like that. And, and something that we, we touched upon, it's it's being the best version of yourself. So yeah. it's for those people that are starting off, for those people that are uh, have done it before and want to get back into it, for those people that have never done it before, everyone is welcome to join. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely anyone throughout the UAE. Awesome. And see, for me, that's what is lacking nowadays in the sense that everything is... I've always said this. I've said this online. I've said this at seminars. I've said this at universities. Sometimes I feel, and having been in the industry myself, we're so infatuated with competing against each other, mm-hmm. we forget the purpose of why we're here. Totally. And one of those things of why we're here is to be able to encourage and raise awareness on health and fitness before it's too late. Absolutely. And, and yeah. especially nowadays, we're hearing a lot more of the diseases that are coming out, that, you know, the people that are falling ill, diabetes, cholesterol, heart attacks, all these things at mm. very, very young ages. Hugely, yeah. And that all comes down to, in my opinion, you know, prevention... So if you do this stuff now, then later on you won't suffer from it. And prevention will, will beat cure any day. Over the moon, I'm 100% behind you on that one. And that's the thing that I think it's a, that's education that needs to be put further out there. And more made realize people be realistically understand that if you are preventing, not just are you getting a better mindset, a better health, but yeah, you prevent things happening later on. Um, and that's with this challenge. It's the same thing. It's to get people, a larger amount of people, right. not just that top of the mountain top, but a large amount of people making great transformations for a healthier life. I mean, you look at it, it saves you money in the long term. Right. That's that's the main thing behind that. That's why people invest in their health and fitness now because, you know, medical bills for these diseases you just talked about, yeah. they can be huge. 100%. I mean, and it's so much more cost effective to simply invest in your own health. And it doesn't mean necessarily a trainer, but it does mean that, you know, if it's active wear for, for walking right. or for playing sports like football, rugby, cricket. Yeah. Um, and that's what we want to encourage. We want to encourage people to achieve their goals. We want people to get the results that they are after. And in the best way, we want them to do it the way that they want to do it as well because it's all about who they are and how they feel. Right. And, and at the end of the day, they're winning anyway because they're competing at, to be the best version of themselves. That's the coolest thing about it, you know. So, okay, let's put it's a, it's a great prize, right? Right, one hundred percent. It's a, it's a, it's an unbelievable <laughs> prize. <laughs> it's not just it's a great prize; it's an so unbelievable modest. prize. <laughs> yeah. So the prize unreal, but then still, it's like you think about it. Just making the top five hundred. I mean, not even just the top five hundred, but everyone that enters is gonna create a transformation. Correct. You know, that's what's really cool about, and we can now see it in one place. Like, because it's a lot of clubs. Everyone, every club out there is gonna be going. We're gonna do programs. We're training trainers are going to train people and there's so many people making great transformations but we're going to try and bring that all together and everyone works in their own way in their own place and you're going to see all these transformations in in our objective is to see one two three thousand people making transformations during this eight weeks would be just absolutely incredible it'll motivate so many more people around the country to get out there to be active to be healthy and to make the right choices for themselves absolutely grant it's been a pleasure having you on board 
Uh, we have so many questions coming in, guys. I'm going to have all these questions answered, I promise you. Grant, it's been a pleasure having you on board here on the Halftime Show. We want to have you back here soon. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.